This is Lisa Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast brought to you by Hoxo Media and I'm really thrilled to bring to you today a guest who I'm very excited and proud to have on this channel. This is Ed Jervis and he's the founder of Inclusion Crowd. Welcome to you today Ed, how are you? I am brilliant and thank you so much for having me on your channels. You're very welcome. Now to those who are actually watching rather than listening, isn't his background absolutely gorgeous? Love, love the colours and the plants. And anyone that's listening, you need to go and have a look at what I've got behind him. It's just something I've got. I'm really coveting his background. So give us an overview of, first of all, because at the moment, as we're recording this in February 2021, we're still a little bit covert with what Inclusion Crowd actually is, which I'm very, very proud to be a part of. So give us an overview of what it actually is. Yeah, so um, Inclusion Crowd is a pre-launch startup specifically in inclusion and diversity within the recruitment and hiring spaces. So how can we sort of uh, sort of disrupt this space? It's become a bit of a fad. It's become a bit of an echo chamber. Uh, we, we, we've overused a lot of the terms um, and actually the output that we're seeing, we've never had fewer black people on boards. We've you know, run around and slapped our backs and self-congratulated ourselves on women on boards, but actually how many of those 30% um, have P&L responsibility, actually, are, you know, are not uh, non-execs and all of that sort of stuff. So really it's starting to cut through some of that noise and work with recruiters and hiring managers to, uh, to become a lot more sort of credible and authentic in that space and, and ultimately get more representation in, in, uh, in, in industry. Brilliantly put, and you can see why I'm a, um, such a huge advocate of this and why I'm so proud to be part of your journey and your mission to make it more than just buzzwords and to actually create and transform how people hire and include all um, based on ability. So for those who are listening who are existing leaders and those who are aspiring to be leaders, how can they actually understand what diversity and inclusion actually means in their own hiring life cycle? So hiring into their recruitment businesses, but then how they then educate their customers and their hiring clients? And I think I think both of those are absolutely the 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 critical parts of this missing piece of the jigsaw is you can't do for somebody else if you can't do it for yourself. And, um, you know, I see a lot of sort of talking about how good we are, inclusion and diversity, how seriously we take it. We've had unconscious bias training. We, we, we go to pride. We slap a logo on our website. We're in a top 100 list and, or, or whatever it may be. And actually, when you look at that and you break that down and you say, OK, well, how many black people are on your board? How many women have P&L responsibility? What's your LGBT plus disclosure rate at senior levels um, within your organizations? And what we what we find typically is really good representation at entry level roles. Um, we see that, um, you know, we'll, we'll see a lot of representation in marketing material, we'll see a lot of representation. But actually, as you do a bit of an analysis of those organizations and start to look at that, um, people say to themselves, where do I see myself represented in your business? Um, you know, do you talk a really good game? Um, and, and I think there's a timeline on it. I think that, you know, the, the markets are changing, the demographics who grew up only knowing the internet, who are driven by social justice and the environment more so than ever, will become uh, leaders within the next five to 10 years, uh, certainly senior leaders within the next 10 years. You know, we're already seeing the market shifting. And I think 
to your question about leaders and aspiring leaders, um, I was listening to uh, to one of the rooms on Clubhouse um, earlier about how to sort of nuance or niche or how do you pick what you're doing and, and really inclusion and diversity is the recruiter's biggest tool um over the next sort of period but it's about that authenticity and that credibility to it you know when i was listening i heard pitches like yeah we talk to our clients about inclusion and diversity we create a great marketing pack and we talk to them about all of that sort of stuff and then we go in and we talk to them about doing the do the sweet spot for recruiters the sweet spot for the industry is that becoming thought leaders to be driving the narrative with the clients who don't know what they don't know yet or who are also grappling with the problem that they know they need to be better than they are and the recruiters who can really hone in on that um, are going to hit as i say that sweet spot um, as we see these markets changing um, sort of exponentially over the next sort of couple of years, five years anyway. And, and like you say, doing so with the demographic that is coming through and, and making it rather than just being a rhetoric, which right. I think is what it has become and or is at the moment, that's the state of play, is actually right. making it real life strategy for ensuring this isn't just buzzwords that, you know, people click on there and go, but actually I want to work that business because it's, it's you know, whether it's Black, Asian, Jewish, you right. know, disabled, whatever it is, neurodiversity, is there are so many elements to diversity and inclusion. And I think, I don't know what whether you agree with this, but I think that what COVID has done is it's created this chasm of, you know, the before COVID, where we were in these little boxes where, you know, you sat in that and that's where you were. And now it's like the world is almost, we're at a blank piece of paper again. Right. And that's where I think the sort of the mission of inclusion crowd is to create you, you know you talk about thought leaders but actually we're all in a position to educate as recruiters aren't we right you, you hit on you know some brilliant points there from a strategy perspective i couldn't agree with you more um you know part of the issue with inclusion and diversity is it's a soft fluffy nice to have hr driven um add-on and it's not viewed through the lens of a commercial growth strategy um you know it we, we have senior and strategic leaders who are able to confidently talk about all of the aspects of their business, whether that be revenue, profitability, market segmentation, market share, what they're going to do, how they're going to position themselves, what their proposition looks like, but they can't talk with that same confidence and clarity around the inclusion and diversity piece. And the irony is totally lost on the fact that all of it is commercial, war on talent, innovation, invention, attack, you know, attracting and retaining the talent that's going to drive your business, um, whilst at the same time delighting your customers, your shareholders, you know, your, the, the ethical consumerism, and also the pressure that you will be able to help your, your, your clients with by them working with ethical and moral um, organizations in their supply chain. So, you know, I, I'm totally on board with what you're saying from a strategic perspective. In terms of the, the COVID piece, um, I also agree. I think it's a really good reflection moment in general. I think we all ask ourselves what we're doing with our lives uh, during COVID. Typically, I've been eating my feelings and really bad haircut, but- Mini eggs. <laughs> Mini eggs, right? But, um, but the point is that there, there is a real opportunity here for us to ask ourselves some of the hard questions. So has your productivity uh, or output rate stayed the same or gone up? 
If they have, then you need to look very clearly at your model and say, well, we can do that whilst providing people with flexibility to balance uh, home life, caring responsibilities, uh, wellness, mental health, and all of those sorts of things. And you don't need to be a rocket scientist to work out some of those benefits. But I think from a DEI perspective, there's also a really good opportunity for us to reflect on, you know, men at home as well as women being at home. And there's a real balance to how well and how accessible we make it for men to be able to become primary caregivers, to be involved yeah. in that home life balance more if we want to see women um, progress at senior levels, because we, we know there's a disconnect between men and women. But there's also a really big disconnect between women who have primary care responsibilities and women who don't. And that tax that we put on women for having those caring responsibilities. So, so again, I, I agree with you totally. There's, there's a moment in this for us to really check ourselves and say, yeah. look, what, what have we learned from this COVID experience? And, and that for me is one of the, one of the big ones. So for those who were sort of thinking they're doing what they what they should be doing in terms of DNI at the moment, what what can they do to ensure that they're looking around their table, you know, whether it's their board, whether it's just, you know, an SME business, how can they ensure that they are a more inclusive workforce to start off with before they can start educating their client base? What can they actually do? What are the practical things they can actually do now yeah. to ensure that they're more inclusive? We interrupt this podcast episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to tell you about our amazing sponsor. Hoxo Media are the world's leading content recruitment marketing agency, specifically for the recruitment industry. And they currently work with over 250 recruitment agencies, including Key Recruitment, and 3,000 recruitment consultants to help them build out LinkedIn brands that then allow them to open up more opportunities by following a proven methodology every single day. Now, in 2021, the hugely successful Hoxo Academy, of which I was part of, is changing. And they've now launched an eight-week personal brand launch programme, which can now help you roll out this methodology across your business. The Hoxo Academy is aimed at helping traditional recruiters, of which I am one, who rely on outbound calls to attract clients and candidates equally. Now, very often traditional recruiters actually lack the knowledge of how to best use LinkedIn, other than maybe posting jobs you know, every few days, but then struggling with ideas and original content, and also just confidence in terms of what to produce and how to produce valuable content. Now, we're living in a post-COVID world, and we all know now that the world is truly digital. The modern recruiter needs to be equipped and have a unique and consistent LinkedIn presence that offers value to their community and drives opportunities inbound. The Hoxo Academy helps every recruiter in the recruitment agency that becomes part of the academy and helps every recruiter achieve this in just eight weeks, enrolling new cohorts of training at the start of each calendar month. So, this is an exclusive deal for you, our listener. The Recruiters Recruitment Podcast is so proud to be sponsored by Hoxo Academy that the deal is amazing. For the first 50 customers in 2021, they are offering you the chance to enrol unlimited users on this programme for 12 months at no extra cost. 
So whether you're listening to this and you've got a team of 15 or a team of 500 and you're looking to hire more during 2021, you can rest assured that they will all get this training that they then need to build out their brand that wins business on LinkedIn. So please click on the link attached to this episode or alternatively DM me to find out how your agency can join this incredible programme. And having been a cohort member myself and a graduate of the Academy at the end of 2020, I'm really proud to advocate this phenomenal and really, I think, business critical Academy for every recruiter who wants to get the best out of LinkedIn and ensure that they also become inbound. Thank you for listening to this message. Enjoy the rest of the episode and do get in touch for more details. Yeah. And, and it goes back to that point, you know, uh, you know, don't, you know, don't say what I, you know, say, yeah. walk the walk and talk the talk and all that. Yeah, sort of yeah. stuff. You know, and, and actually the same things that recruiters are in, you know, are, are those same things that organizations can do. And I suppose it goes back to my point about how seriously do you take DEI? Because if I presented you with a sales problem, a marketing problem, a product problem or whatever, you would turn the entire focus of your organization to solve that problem. You would look at data you would look at how you're capturing that data. What is it telling you? Where have we pinpointed where the problems are? What solutions are we putting to those specific problems? Because we now understand them. And, and I suppose to the, to the previous point about DEI is quite nuanced. So we talk about black people or we talk about disabled people or we talk about sort of LGBT people or, or, or women uh, or, or whatever. And actually the problem is more complex and nuanced to that. There is an intersection here between all of those things. And if you as an organization can't describe confidently what that looks like in your organization, where the barriers are, where are we losing black people? Where are we losing LGBT people? What does that look like in terms of their employee life cycle with us? Are we capturing exit data? What does our progression look like? You know, uh, are we selling the dream and then people are coming and they don't see themselves represented in the business? And so therefore they're immediately on the back foot. There's loads of stuff out there that's not revolutionary, but it's application of it in a sort of structured, strategic way that we make it a priority. Is there people, is there a consequence to you not doing it in your organization? Because there would be a consequence for not hitting sales. There would be a consequence for not achieving objectives. Is there a consequence in your organization it, you know, or or is wandering through this space acceptable? Has senior leaders defined what good looks like? Mm. Where, where would you like to be? What's the happy path? What are you aspiring to do? Because you wouldn't talk about other aspects of your business without putting out some sort of expectation over the next 12, 18, 24 yeah. months. So it, it's, it's a combination of that, but it's also calling it out and saying, well, look, if you're not approaching it in that way, then I propose you're not as serious as you could be. Well, and also I think it's been compartmentalised into the HR function. So it's almost been seen as we've ticked that box, let's do it. But really, you know, in simplistic terms, you know, if you've got somebody in your business that, you know, is a champion for D&I because of the nature of who they are, whether it is somebody that's got a disability or it's a, you know, really strong female leader, whatever it is, they are your voice, they are your testimony and that's the person that you can then use to showcase this is what we've done differently and, and actually 
you know, attraction of new talent is going to be the key focus for any business at all now for the next however long for the next few years but then retaining that talent as well and what you don't want to do is look at you know just see it as a tick box exercise and potentially lose that talent that's going to come forward so to me it's quite a simple strategy but I think it that's the problem historically it's been a little bit like sort of L&D and marketing it's always been compartmentalized to one person but I think it's a much more inclusive thing that every employee now should take responsibility for so it's cascading it down isn't it Absolutely. And, and, and what is the consequence? Who is accountable? Where do you want to be? What are you, you know, what are your aspirations? They, they are simple questions at a superficial level, but we know that to answer all of the bits that, you know, that feed into that is complex because you're going to have to be across your data. You're going to have to be across your business. And, and absolutely, you've got both of the issues with attraction, you know, so you, you could be really slick and you could be great and you could sell people, you know, you know, to come to your party and they rock up and there's no booze, you know, so they're not going to hang about. So that's really, that's really the issue here is the lack of credibility um, when it comes to diversity and inclusion is becoming really transparent and it's becoming really transparent particularly as the markets are changing and the demographics are changing we've seen all the stuff over the summer we've seen our reaction to social justice movements um you know the writing's on the wall so it's really about whether you want to be a follower in this space because it's going to change you know the government is very much putting the pressure on their supply chain to to uh, perform better in this space. We're going to see larger organizations sharing that problem with their supply chain. Um, so you can either wait for that to sort of, you know, and catch up with it. And, and as the gender pay gap comes, oh, we better do that. As the ethnicity pay gap comes, all oh, right, we better go in this. The next buzzword, all oh, right, we're all over unconscious bias training. The next fad, all oh, right, okay, we're all into intersectionality. So we can continue that behavior, but the recruiters who I believe need to be the center of excellence for this, because ultimately this is about human capital and social value and the recruitment sector is and should be the center of excellence for that. So when you mentioned about how do you drive the client behavior, that's from credibility. So that's by saying actually- We're the benchmark. We're the benchmark. benchmark. Correct. We should have always been the benchmark. And I think Correct. there has been a significant shift, certainly since we waved goodbye to Trump over in America, you know, the, the time of misogyny and, you know, typically anyway, and I'm obviously a, a vocal, sort of ambassador for the recruitment sector we, we tend to not be run by sort of your middle-aged misogynistic white male it has shifted away from that I would like to think certainly from an entrepreneurial perspective but what we have to do is raise up those people who are diverse and who are seeing this as something that is now of absolute prominence and as important as you know it's amazing that we're focusing on mental health and well-being and you know, there's obviously, I, I'm going to be, and will be first aid certification probably by the time this goes live. So that leads me on to this license to recruit. So tell the audience about that. Yeah, so the, 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 the position for this is very much 
much been it you know there's 40,000 recruitment companies or give or take in the UK alone you know it's a it's a what a 400 billion dollar industry worldwide you know clients are saying to themselves is a marketing pack on DNI good enough and actually going to rock up in the pitch and sell me the dream um but you know the reality is that i as i said before we have never had fewer black people on boards we're, 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 we we have issues with disclosure around data we have credibility issues we you know there's a real difficulty for clients to cut through this noise you know they're bombarded with you know look at the logos look at the work we've been working on in the last five years from a dni perspective and we're saying but does the output and the rate of change um, match all that noise? And actually, is there a bit of hot air in this space? And so we really want to codify that and hone in on that and say, look, is it okay for recruiters to know the Battle of Hastings was 1066, but they've no idea when slavery ended in the UK or the impacts of social mobility or the social justice uh, movement, um, you know, the impacts of sort of marginalized community. You know, we want recruiters to be able to demonstrate that to their clients that this isn't a marketing fad this is competence we are industry uh, experts we can really get in and drive this agenda within your business the smart recruiters we hope pick up on the fact that that's a, an amazing in with the clients because if the clients hiring managers and the recruiters are learning together um, that gives a much more solid basis for a longer term relationship rather than just pitching them, you know, what have you got coming up? What's coming up? Uh, you know, what are you working on? Actually, we are collaborating on yeah. getting this and positioning you over the next period of time is a really strong message to to clients. But our objective is ultimately um, you know, our, our company ambition is to to make organizations more reflective of the societies in which they serve. And, and, and for us, that's about output, not rhetoric. Yeah, well, and it couldn't have been better put than somebody like yourself, Ed. And I think if there's any way we can not create a barrier to entry, but actually raise the bar and ensure that we are truly seen as, you know, the best advocates for how to hire and retain the best talent, that's what we should be doing. And like I said, I'm, I'm exceptionally proud to be part of this journey. And But obviously everyone listening and watching to this episode, all the links will be there for you to follow, get behind this and hopefully become part of what will be an incredible journey to change how we see people and how we recruit and raise people up. Ed, you've been an absolute pleasure as I knew you would be. High energy and just inspiring. You really are. Thank you so much for joining us today. No, thanks again for having me. You're welcome.